Well, good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. So the last couple of weeks, we've been in this series, Encountering Christ at Christmas, literally meeting Christ, experiencing him and his goodness and what he's all about. Two weeks ago, um, Nate and, and Steve Birch talked to us about what it was to be expecting a baby as Jesus was coming. What did that look like? Uh, last week, we, we were exploring the Messiah. As, as Jesus, as prophet, priest, and king. And what does that mean for us as people, and how is that applicable? Today, uh, Henry and I are going to be talking about experiencing Emmanuel, this God with us, Jesus with us. And I want to look at the shepherds and the wise men, and then Henry's going to come up and he's going to bring it home as to how we experience Emmanuel today. How does it apply to us today? Let me just pray quick, and we'll get right into this. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that we can be together in your name, um, bringing you glory. Uh, Thank you. I pray that our our worship is sweet unto you, and that uh, you just delight in being here with us. Lord, we love you. Um, Speak through me now. Use these words. And I pray that we all leave this place differently today, encouraged in what you've done for us, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. So looking at uh, how we experience Emmanuel, I want to look at them uh, from two different perspectives, looking at how the shepherds experience Emmanuel and also how the wise men experience Emmanuel. Now, something that these guys were different people. Um, The shepherds were right from Jerusalem. They didn't come from far away. And you could almost kind of look at them as more of your blue collar guys. They worked a job. They worked fields. They were working with sheep. Um, They didn't have probably lots of money. Uh, on the other hand, we see the, the wise men, and they came from over a thousand miles away. They were highly educated, quite wealthy, and they rolled deep with a big entourage of probably uh, over uh, several hundred people. So uh, these guys were pretty important, and they were doing some pretty cool stuff. However, there's a common thread that I want to talk about, because how did these guys and how does their story apply to us, and how does it apply today? So I want to look at this common thread and see some of the things that were similar between these two groups of guys that were kind of different. They were really different, actually. Um, so first and foremost, let's look, at, uh, let's look at the shepherds and the wise men. And I want to point out um, that first and foremost, that these guys were in a place of attention. They were attentive. So uh, the wise men, for instance, uh, they were in a place where if they weren't paying attention to their flocks, um, something bad could go, something bad could happen. So for these guys, you know, it, it says they were keeping watch over their flocks by night. The significance of this is uh, they were working hard, they were diligent and focused, and you also got to put it into perspective, um, I don't know about you, but I like to sleep at night. These guys, like, they had to be focused. They had to be watching their sheep because if they weren't paying attention, something could come and literally eat their sheep, right? And then they're doing a bad job at their job. So they were attentive. They were in this place where they were focused. I know for me and myself, um, in in 2019, I got a cell phone. uh, There's television. There's lots of things that can happen that can be a distraction to us as people, not necessarily evil things. 
but there's a lot of things that are happening constantly around us that take our attention and, and maybe keep us distracted. I want to just point out these shepherds could not afford that. They had to be focused. They were attentive. On the other hand, we see the shepherds also attentive. Uh, excuse me, the wise men. Now, these guys, uh, I think about this, and, and I think about also night watching, right? Uh, so these guys are watching stars, um, and they're studying the movement of stars. Now, for me, I think that if I, you know, watch the stars long enough, I'd probably just like lay down on the nice cool grass and be like, wow, the stars are really beautiful tonight. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, and I'd be, oh, like that's real life. But for these guys, no, they're studying, they're doing their work. They're studying astrology and they're, they're watching the movement of stars and they're paying attention. They are attentive. Now, for each of these guys, um, there was something else going on too. Not only were they attentive, they accepted an invitation. Now, I think that this is interesting too because for us today, um, there's uh, something on social media called FOMO. FOMO, essentially F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. And uh, oftentimes, young people, people in general, will not commit to something because they're afraid that they might miss out on something else. There might be a better offer. There might be something cooler that they can do so they don't commit. Now, it wasn't the case for these guys. Um, the shepherds, uh, they accepted an invitation. The wise men, they accepted an invitation. Each different, each unique. However, they accepted it. The shepherds, we can see in verse um, uh, Luke chapter two, verse 15, Let's go to Bethlehem. The wise men, um, they were given this by Herod, but in Matthew chapter two, eight and nine, it says, go and search. And they went on their way. Um, so, so these men accepted an invitation and that invitation, that acceptance of the invitation, they didn't just sit, you know, waiting for something cool to happen. That invitation led them to action. They did something. Um, now this wasn't, this wasn't just like a normal invitation. There wasn't like an RSVP on this thing. A whole interesting other thing, uh, and this is the times that we find ourselves in, but I've heard stories, horror stories, of, of essentially weddings, like somebody preparing to get married and they send out the invites, and uh, people will get the invitation, but they won't RSVP. Uh, I don't know if anybody's had that happen to them uh, in some case or whatnot. But they won't RSVP. They don't accept the invitation. And then they show up to the wedding and the reception. However, there's not a plate or food for them because they didn't RSVP. They didn't accept the invitation. These guys accepted the invitation. That acceptance led to action. Something else that was a common thread for these guys in their journey was that once they finally got to Jesus, they adored him. They adored the baby Jesus. The shepherds in their own way, after spending time with the family, arriving on the scene, seeing this baby Jesus, talking with Mary and Joseph, as they went on their way, they left and the scripture says that they left glorifying and praising God. They were in a place of worship they adored this, this whole scenario that God had placed them in and this experience that they had with Jesus. 
As for the wise men, right there in the moment, we see this in Matthew chapter two, verse 11. But these men, and you gotta think too, these men were wealthy and powerful. Again, they showed up on the scene and they fell on their face and they worshiped this baby. Now, I don't know if you can fathom that and I don't know if you can imagine that, but that's powerful. Um, this last year, I heard of this thing. Uh, I just wanna talk about this, this, this story. Um, so I guess a, there's this, this southern tradition that's like making its way up north. It's called a, a sipping seat. And so when somebody has a baby, they, they get people together for the sipping seat and, and they, they hang out. And essentially what they're doing is it's an invitation and a party for you to come and see this newborn baby. And now that's fine and dandy, and it's, it's cool, do your thing. However, I remember just me and my friend, as we were talking about this, we were kind of joking and laughing, like, and we were saying to ourselves, who's got time for that? You know, like, who's got time to go just sit and see a, a newborn baby? But I, I think that what's so cool, what's so cool is here are these men, both busy, both doing their jobs, they were attentive, they accepted the invitation, and they literally came to this little baby and they had a moment of worship. They adored this child. They adored what God was doing. A question for you, are you a worshiper or just a party goer? I know that that's a convicting thought to me and a convicting question. What about you this Christmas season? Lastly, um, something that's uh, becoming popular and important within our society is advocacy. I don't know if you guys have gone out to any coffee shops and gotten a drink, maybe a, a, an iced beverage that has a straw and that straw is made out of paper. Has anybody experienced that? And, and generally the straw dissolves in your mouth while you're drinking your drink and you're like, what is going on here? Um, again, nothing wrong with a little bit of advocacy, but we're, I think that the whole purpose of that was to save the turtles. There are people that are, are doing their, the best that they can to advocate on behalf of the turtles. That's fine. Great. However, I just want to point out how these men had a moment where they advocated for Christ. By definition, an advocate is a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or a policy. Now for these guys, their, adv their advocacy came in two different ways. For the shepherds, as they showed up on the scene, um, I just wanna go to the scripture. And we're gonna look at um, uh, Luke chapter two, verse uh, 17. And, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Verse 18, and all who heard, all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. This meaning that the shepherds were having conversations with people about their experience. They were telling people what was happening. I can't imagine what that quite looked like, you know, as the shepherds came to town and they, they saw this baby Jesus in the manger, did they go out to the bakery or whatever it looked like to get bread, to get food? And they're talking and they're saying, hey, this baby has been born, it's the Messiah. It's the one we've been waiting for, it's the one we've read of. It's the one whose birth has been foretold. And they're talking about it. They made known in all who heard 
They were advocating on Christ's behalf by telling people about this Jesus. As for the wise men, they advocated a little differently. As they experienced Christ, their advocacy came in the defense of this child's life. Uh, they, were, they were tasked by Herod to go back to Herod and to tell him where the baby was so that Herod himself could go and worship him. However, Herod had bad intentions. Herod didn't want to see this kid live because this kid was supposed to be the king of the Jews. But being warned, the wise men packed up and they moved on and they did not return. They advocated on this child's behalf by not going back to Herod and telling him where the child was. These men protected the baby's life. So all in all, I think that it's really cool. And as we experience Jesus in this season, I wanna encourage you guys, and it might look different for each and every one of us, but you, are you attentive, are we attentive to what God might be wanting us to experience this year? Are we attentive to what he might be speaking to us? And if there's some sort of invitation to something that he's inviting us to, are we able to hear it? And is that invitation and that acceptance of an invitation leading us to an action? Are we able to worship and praise Jesus for who he is and what he's about? And advocating for Christ. Um, you know, it would be easy for us to go the way of the wise men and just not share, but Jesus has already come. He's already lived his life. He died on a cross for our sins. And therefore, we should go the way of the shepherds, sharing about this baby Jesus with all that we come encounter with. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the experience and the stories of the shepherds and the wise men and that which we can take away from them, these common threads. Father, I pray that um, we will be encouraged in your Holy Spirit to just follow after you and do that which you've called us to. We love you, Lord, and in Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning, everyone. We're just a few days away from Christmas 2019. Can you believe it? 2019. And I'd like everyone to just take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. Feel better? I know the season can be stressful, probably more for the ladies than the guys. I know it's like that in my house. <laughs> Can I get an amen, ladies? <laughs> That's right. So it's my privilege today to be here this morning and explore the question, how can we experience Christ this Christmas? We could actually go through a list of really good and practical ways that we can experience Christ. Things like reading the Christmas story, setting up a nativity, attending church, or even helping at a soup kitchen. These are all wonderful things to do, but I believe the first thing we need to do is identify who we are. And as Ben mentioned, there was a few groups back then. Well, there's some groups today. What do I mean by that? Who are we, or where are we with Christ? I believe there are two distinct groups here today. The first group are, are people or who actually know and understand what this scripture means. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, in Luke 2.11. And the second group of people may have heard this scripture in the Christmas story again and again, 
but somehow miss out on its true meaning. The reason I say that is because that was me. I was the second group. In looking at Luke 2.11, what I understood from this passage was today in Bethlehem, a child is born named Christ. For many years, I said, that's a nice, that's a nice story. Wow. But I never really heard or asked the question, a savior? Savior of what? Perhaps that's you today. I attended religious classes in church frequently, but I never had this story, this message connect to me or resonate. Perhaps you came to church today to hear that nice story that's specifically a feel-good message. Once again, but you never really connected the dots like me. I want to share with you how God helped me connect the dots one year. I believe that it started for me when reading about Adam and Eve. They lived in the garden with God in the perfect environment. God said, I just have one rule, one rule only. Do not eat from the tree in the middle of the garden. You know what happened, right? You know what happened next. Adam and Eve both ate from the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And in Genesis 3.23, God banished them from the Garden of Eden and sent them to work the ground, the same dirt out of which they came and been made. So at this point, Adam and Eve disobeyed God and chose to do their own thing, which God calls sin. Our relationship with God changed because he cannot be a part of sin or look upon sin. Sin separates us from God. And because they sin, we are born sinners. Yes, you and I, being descendants of Adam and Eve, we are born with a sinful nature. As a result of this, we live in a broken and divided world. A world where the top three nighttime Google searches are loneliness, suicide, pornography. Sin is not a word we like to use or talk about much today, but if we're all honest, we all have it. Where it all started in the garden, God was there with us, but we chose to do our own thing because we knew what's best for us. Sound familiar? Sort of like a parent, a mother and father, they know what's best, but a child goes astray. Similar to this broken world that we live in, where we are super connected through smartphones, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so connected, but not connected at all. Not based on that Google search, we all have this God-shaped hole inside of us, inside each and every one of us. And as society, we try to fill that hole with things like alcohol, vaping, work, drugs, relationships, or maybe buying something that shiny new thing to try to fill that, make ourselves feel better. Does that sound familiar to you? Or do you see that today? God knew this problem, and he had a plan, a cure, a remedy stated in Matthew 121. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The angel of the Lord told Mary she will have a son named Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. I asked, but who is a sinner? God's word states in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, I get it now. 
So my next question was, how exactly does he save his people from their sins? He's just a baby. I didn't get it. So fast forward some 33 years later, Jesus stated in John 3.16, which was already mentioned today, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loves you so much, he sent his son, Jesus, Jesus Christ, to be born on this earth and die on a cross. Why? Because we're all sinners. And the Bible says the consequence of sin and death is eternal separation from God. There is nothing we can do to make ourselves good enough for heaven. But God made a way. Christ lived a perfect, blameless life and provided the perfect sacrifice for our sins. He died in our place. It is only by God's grace and his undeserved mercy that we can have eternal life with him forever in heaven. All we have to do is have faith to believe in Christ died for us and asked him to forgive us of our sins. So for both groups today, the answers are a little different but very simple to the question, how can we experience Christ this Christmas? So for the first group, the people who know and understand the true meaning of Christmas, the answer is simple. Give or share this good news with someone. It's like having a cure for cancer or the antidote and not sharing it with someone who you know will die if they don't receive it. So what good is that gift if you don't give it away? For the second group, the group that I was once in, these are the people who have heard the message but never, never before believed. The answer for you today is simply receive. Receive this free gift of salvation. I'd like to share an acrostic with you for the word faith. F. We all have five fingers here. It's easy to remember. F is for forgiveness. Accept this free gift of forgiveness. A. It's available. It's available to everybody who believes. I. It's impossible for God to allow sin into heaven. So turn from your sin. T is turn. Turn from your sin today. And H is heaven. Know your eternal destiny is in heaven. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, we all have this hole, this God-shaped hole that only you can fill. There is someone here today, Lord, that's heard this message for the very first time. Someone whose marriage is falling apart someone who is terribly lonely or someone who is just filling this hole with bad things, inappropriate things right now at this moment. Let them know that you can give them a, a brand new start. Wipe the slate clean just by saying this simple prayer. This simple prayer with me in the quietness of their heart. Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I'm a sinner and I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door of my heart when you are knocking. I'm ready to trust you today as my savior. 
I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose again. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me this free gift of eternal life. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer today, for the, put your faith and trust in Jesus for the very first time, our staff, myself, we would love to talk with you more about this decision. In the seat back in front of you, there's a Connect card. Simply put your contact information in there, and in the notes section, just put the word faith. And you can either drop that in the offering boxes as you exit today, or come see Ben and I. We'll be at the Connect Center. We'd love to get to know you and help you with that decision. Thank you. You can remain standing. I, I just wanted to uh, conclude our service uh, with a uh, benediction, but uh, before I do that, I, I just want to thank you again for being here. I hope that uh, you have a Merry Christmas. I, I hope that uh, we'll see you here Tuesday night, however, for our Christmas Eve service. It's, a, it's an exciting service. It's a candlelight service. And uh, it's uh, family-friendly, and uh, as they have mentioned, uh, I'm not giving a message, because a message would be probably 35, 40, 45 minutes. I'm not giving a devotional, which would be about 20, 25 minutes. You notice they said that pastor is giving some thoughts. And the thoughts mean that I'll probably be about 5 to 10 minutes. And uh, even my kids from... Uh, Binghamton are coming up because they know dad's only going to do some thoughts. So I hope that you're here uh, for uh, our, our service. But, but I, w- I want you to leave today, though, uh, thinking about what we've been focused on. And I'm thankful for the message that Ben gave and Henry gave and all the, the guys gave over the last uh, three weeks. But today you heard really what we refer to as the gospel message. That all of us are sinners. You know, even Mary was a sinner. She was a special person. She was a blessed woman. But she needed a Savior as well. And she needed to be touched by the grace of Almighty God, just like us. And the the message of of Christmas, to really encounter Jesus, means that, that we're going to accept that Jesus came to this earth not to remain a babe in a manger, but to grow up. And to give his very life on the cross of Calvary, to shed his precious blood, to pay for the penalty of my sins and your sins. But we have to accept that gift. And uh, I hope that if you've accepted that gift today, that you, that you do what Henry asked, to take that card and to put faith on it, or to come up and to uh, talk to Pastor Bill and to make sure Pastor Bill knows that you today accepted that gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. And uh, maybe you can just go in the lobby and shake Henry's hand and Ben's hand and say, you know, I want you to know that I've accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. And maybe today you just have some more questions. And I, I want you to know that all of these individuals, all of the ministry team would be more than happy to talk to you and, and to deal with the questions that you have today. And so Henry and and Ben will be out at the Connect Center. Pastor Bill will be up front here. And uh, I hope that you have a great day and a great Christmas. And I hope that we see you here Tuesday night for our Christmas Eve service 
at 6 o'clock in the evening. Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for the service today. I want to thank you for the, the message that we've heard in song. We're thankful, Lord, that we have a song to sing because of what Jesus did for us. I thank you, Lord, for uh, the two sermons today. And I pray, Lord, that all that we've heard in this service today might penetrate our hearts and minds, that we might uh, think about these things and react to them. Lord, for those who've never put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I just pray that today would be that day that they enter into that redemptive relationship with the eternal Son of God. I pray, Lord, for those who are already followers of Jesus, that we might begin even here today to just look to God and to say, thank you. But then may we also, with the wise men and the shepherds, spread the good news that the Messiah was born. God, may we truly encounter the Lord Jesus this Christmas. And I pray, Lord, for your blessings on everyone who's here today, everyone who's listening on radio, everyone who's watching on live stream or television. Lord, I pray your blessings on them. I pray that you would protect them from all evil and harm. I pray that you provide, Lord, for every need that they have. And I pray that you'd give them a blessed Christmas. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much.